but welcome to our baby journey. Um, if you haven't, you can always, if you prefer not listening to the channel or video, you can always go on to um, Apple Podcasts there or Spotify to listen. Um, if you missed anything from chapter one, just kind of introducing, um, I guess, our journey to everybody, you can always go back and rewatch chapter one. Um, but anyway, I'll kind of tell you where we were after that initial loss in 2016. We had lost an early pregnancy, um, natural passing of everything, and then being told to wait about a year. So again, if if you've already conceived, and, and even though that um, ended in loss, you're being told by a physician that, you know, you, you've been able to conceive, which makes sense on the books, of course, um, shows that you ovulate, shows that your husband has the equipment that he needs, and you've been able to conceive. So you really have to wait a year because with any healthy couple within... Um, I guess, reproductive age group, it does take about a year for any healthy couple to actually conceive. So if you've conceived, they wait a year to do any other initial testing. So we waited, got some more blood work and labs and everything came back fine. So we decided to take our care to another clinic um, out of town to see what they could do for us. And again, very limited what, what they can do. So we, I was put on um, Clomid at first um, and I definitely had some reactions to it. It just depends, you know, of course, it's trying to amp up that ovulation stage of your cycle to hopefully release maybe more eggs, um, just to get your, I guess they know you ovulate or it can be given to a woman who does not ovulate, just to get that ovulation boosted, I guess you could say. So they stayed away and, you know, do it consecutively for three months to see if anything, you know, comes of that. And we did and nothing came of it. So I took a break and it's always important to take a break in between any kind of treatment. Um, it's just, mentally it's it's wise to do that physically it's wise to do that and just kind of take a step back for a moment um so we did and and that's also very stressful because as a woman you feel like or at least i felt like that was my calling as a woman i need to be fruitful with my husband and um it's just something that was ingrained inside my heart my mind just wanting to um, conceive, to have children, to have that nurturing, I guess, aspect. But anyway, um, we tried that. We tried letrozole as well. Um, again, testing the levels after that ovulation stage to see if progesterone did go up to make sure I was responding to the medicine. And I was every time responded well to the medicine. It was not, not an issue. So anyway, we decided again after a few cycles of the letrozole to take a break and just kept going back and forth until finally I did ask that, you know, the OB, or my gynecologist at that time, can we just go ahead and be referred to a fertility specialist? 
so yes he said yes I understand and, and I've really done all that I can do and offered all that I can so that's what we did so our next step was this fertility specialist um, it was still in the vicinity um, it, it just about a 30 minute 40 minute drive so we decided to do that um, it's still a juggling act because we work with school teachers it's driving to this place and back on a whim and trying to get medicine set up and a lot of that is out of pocket um, as far as cost goes but and of course they want to run all the same tests and this is within that four year span so we try for about a year at one clinic and then we go to the fertility clinic too and we try there for some time and time just keeps passing and again it feels like I'm on this invisible time clock and I'm, I'm just not getting anywhere and it's very frustrating but we go to the fertility specialist he runs all the same tests again um, and that's most of the diagnostic testing for our insurance covered it but there are some things that they'll expect you to pay and they they need payment then it's out of pocket that's stressful too anyway all the labs came back fine of course I already expressed that they probably would and they did so the next step of course in your reproductive system is looking at your tubes because obviously it's very important um, that a woman's tubes are not obstructed in any way that the, the egg can come down meet the sperm and then continue its travel onto the uterus smooth travel with no mishaps so I had already kind of read up on this. I even spoke to women personally who had endometriosis, any PCOS, anything that um, hindered their, um, I guess, conceiving journey or to journey to conceive, and knew right away that if I really wanted 100% certainty that there was something wrong with my tubes, that I had to have a laparoscopy surgery which at that time was very scary to me. Um, surgery is scary, anesthesia is scary, recovery time is scary, all of those things, taking off work, paying out of pocket, everything. And it was just one more brick on my shoulders. Um, and then just really just going to work every day, you know, like I expressed before, being a teacher and trying to conceive is so tough and I can only imagine for anyone else it's just tough anyway but then to be there every day knowing that there are some children that, that go home and don't have that loving family it's just hard mentally it was taking a toll on me but anyway so our fertility specialist at that time said we will do an in-office procedure first and this procedure is called a FemView. So the FemView is again in office. You just go to their office, um, minimal prep. Um, you get in the stirrups there. Um, stirrups anyway you get in there and um, they will try to push through a saline solution in your tubes to determine if there's any blockage at that time I literally came up off that table because it was so uncomfortable it hurt I cried um, I just was in I was very uncomfortable and in pain 
And he said from that pain and the way that it wouldn't push through, the saline solution would not push through my tubes, that my tubes were in fact blocked, okay? At that time, my husband and I, we got in the car and I was devastated. It felt like reliving a loss all over again. Like my tubes, like I have to have my tubes. We, there's no way we can conceive. What do we do? And so there's the next step after that. Um, they're not going to give you more medicine because now they've said, based on this fin view, your tubes are blocked. Now, he did explain and follow up with, you could have a spasm, okay? The stress from the procedure itself could, could make those tubes collapse. Um, there could have been a simple mucus plug and there wasn't just not enough force to push through. Okay, so the next step would be the x-ray, the HSG. Um, and there's a whole scientific term for what HSG stands for, but I'm pretty sure I would butcher that pronunciation right now. But anyway, HSG is the next step. So they'll x-ray your tubes. You would have to go into the um, hospital and it, it's just outpatient. It's quick. It's nothing. It's like a, an exam again, like a, a, a yearly exam for a woman. But almost the same as a FemView, you get on, your t on the table, they're going to place the speculum inside you and try to push through this dye. And at that time, it's an x-ray. So on the screen, you're going to be able to see the dye push through the tubes and they'll be able to see if it's free flowing and spills over or if there's one or two blockage, you know, your left or your right side. So um, my husband is standing out there um, and he can, he can watch from outside that screen. Um, now the clinic that we were at is actually a facility that's um, associated with the university. So there were a couple of students, of course they asked first if they could watch, of course that's fine. But um, they're watching, the doctor's looking and sure enough, both sides, just free flowing, beautiful. The shape of the uterus was great. Everything was intact and great as it should be. Very confusing, very, very confusing. So again, we follow up with him and he says, no, your tubes are not blocked. Um, maybe it needed a little bit more force, but and maybe it was one of those spasms before with the FemView, but your tubes are fine. The shape of the uterus is great. Like, it's great. You've got it. It's right there. So what a victory. Um, what a great feeling leaving that day from again, this roller coaster ride. And if you've ever struggled with fertility, you know, the roller coaster ride, if you've ever struggled with miscarriage and loss, oh my goodness, you know, the roller coaster ride. So again, one of those days where you leave and you're up here and you're just like, it's going to happen now. It's, it's just going to happen. And you're just, I can't even describe the almost weightless feeling like, oh, finally those bricks I described before just lifted. So we're ready to go. Next up, let's do this. Well, again, I already ovulate. I already have a natural normal cycle. And now I'm being told that my tubes are not blocked. So um, it's a fertility clinic. So of course they're going to suggest well, this is a greater percentage probability if we go ahead and give you some more of the medication, a trigger shot, and timed intercourse, look at how much the percentage goes up or increases. So, of course, yeah, 
we've all this time has passed and all this heartache and the negative tests yes we want to do that so we tried that out and it was pricey we did a couple cycles where i took letrozole and i also they ordered um and it came in a little ice box or styrofoam box cool box um an hcg trigger shot so we were instructed to do it take your medicine these days and then have you know administer the shot we actually had someone for a nurse from the school administer the shot and um i was just really in my head at that time like and it's not it wasn't created by anyone else it, it was just life you know i felt like i was here standing really still and everything around me was just going really, really fast and, and life was just moving and I couldn't, I couldn't go past this place and I just, this had to work. I, and there was no other option. I wanted this to work so bad. This had to work and it really took a toll. Um, it was not a good cycle. The, the two times we did try the, the meds and the HCG, it took any kind of passion out of you know what you share with your husband in those moments it, it just it took its toll on me um, and of course it was unsuccessful so again within this time period I've tried Clomid I've tried Letrozole I've tried a trigger shot I've tried the FemView and the HSG I've tried numerous kinds of um, vitamins and things that they say that boost your fertility and try this fertility diet and make sure you have your progesterone tested and <sighs> I tried it all I, I spoke to countless women who had struggled and tried what they did and spoke about you know blood thinners and things maybe I have a blood clotting disorder that was tested everything that could have been tested or read about it was done and it didn't work so Fast forward and we go into the next chapter and you'll have to tune in for chapter four to see what happens after four years has passed. Um, also, I would like to say as I end this chapter, um, make sure you like and subscribe to this channel so that you get updates, constant updates. Of course, I'm trying to get you into presently because now we're in 2022 and things are moving along. We've got some good news and still kind of in that waiting period as well, but you'll just have to come back to see. Again, like and subscribe our baby journey.